The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome into the Husker 24-7 podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brunts. Brian Christopherson, gentlemen, how you doing here on a Tuesday morning in June? No complaints at all. Um, Brunts, look, you look fresh, Brunts. I think you're doing yeah, well. I'm doing all right. I, I'm still wrapping my head around this PGA Live merger. It was, uh, I guess everybody's just wearing shorts now. That's what we can take away from all this. Well, imagine being one of the people that like, no, nah, I'm not going to go over there. I'm going to pass this payday and then, you know. Everyone else is just making tons of money and they all get to play the same events as you anyways. It's too bad for guys like Pat Perez that aren't guaranteed the payday now. They they got to go and earn it now. That's tough. Yeah, that is tough. All right, uh let's let's just dive right into it. Here's what we're going to do today. Front half of the podcast, we have pulled up the schedule and we're just going to walk through exactly what's going to happen. So you don't even have to watch the season. Next year, we're going to tell you exactly how it's going to unfold. We're doing this on June 6th, which means we have all the pertinent information one would need. And we already know pretty much everything we need to know about what it's going to look like. And we're going to make predictions about a team that's going to have a new quarterback, a new coach, a new defensive system, lots of new faces. And these predictions you can pretty much take to the bank. So if you get future lines and you like what you hear, take all your money and put it on it because you know we're going to be correct. That's just how these things tend to work. So we're just going to jump right into it. First game of the year on a Thursday, Nebraska travels to Minnesota to take on the Gophers. It is a big Fox game, 7 o'clock kickoff. Michael Brunch, we'll start with you. Matt Rule era, 1-0 or oh no? Uh, I think it gets off to a a bad start, but a very it, – it's. I think that's going to be a really close game. Um First game's really hard to predict, but I think Minnesota's got enough coming back that, you know, even though they they lose a bunch of ninth-year seniors, um, they'll, they'll row the boats and probably it, – it, I'm in my head seeing a 20-17 to 17 loss for Nebraska. Hmm. Okay. That covers the number, which is – Yeah, eight. it does. It, yeah. It gets – like I said, I think it's going to be a close game. I just think uh, – it's going to be tough for Minnesota. They're used to like playing like San Jose State right out of the gates at home. Have Have you guys ever gone into a Nebraska opener more so like what the heck is this going to look like than uh, than this one? 
Last year's was pretty was a I was gonna say in some ways with with Whipple's <laughs> yeah. offense, but well, I I think this one because on both sides of the ball is even uh, amped up from that. I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna say because I I want this to look right at the end in my in my head. I I think they're not gonna win the first two, so I'm gonna say this one's a loss, a close loss as well. Um, although I would uh, add to that, Minnesota's got a lot of question marks, and that I thought. Mo Ibrahim was such a big deal to them, especially in that game in Lincoln last year, that uh, his not being there shouldn't be taken for granted. And even though Tanner Morgan was kind of up and down, he was just like the face of that position for so long. You wonder what it looks like now. Yeah. Uh, BC described exactly why I think Nebraska has a chance to win this. And I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota's better by the end of the year. Uh, but they start kind of slow and they got to figure out a lot of their key positions right off the bat. I mean, so does Nebraska, but um, I think I'm going to go with the, the upset. I'm going one and zero here. Nebraska wins on a, on a, let's say a Tristan Alvano field goal. Bronx. Mm. How do you like that? That's How do you good. like them apples? Good to see somebody making some field goals in that building when it matters. <laughs> think, All right. think of how hot that story would be at like 11, 15 PM on that Thursday. If Alvano, like, knocks in a 53 yarder and he's doing interview like that you know you can, right you can face that, that uh, when, they, yeah. when they put the big gopher up there yeah yeah the we get you, whatever it is he, yeah the varmint machine to get the axe yeah, yeah. nebraska's gonna go steal the axe from minnesota and maybe run he runs down the minnesota sideline like the iowa kicker did the one time to frost it gives him the shush waves goodbye Road I'm not boat. saying I'm not saying you would do that, Tristan. I'm just saying it for us would be entertaining. You just start screaming "stars over culture" and PJ Flex face. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, mean, just, I, I love this. This is BC threw this out as something we needed to do in early June. I love it. It's off to a great start. All right, so I'm one and zero. You guys are both zero and one. Nebraska goes to Colorado, 10 a.m. local time kick, home game for Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, second straight away game for Nebraska. Michael Brunts is the zero and two. And what did you do? No, it's it's mimosas and big road wins. That's what it is. It's okay. uh, Nebraska's going to go on the road. They're going to beat Colorado. Uh, Colorado, lots of stars, lots of uh, lots of guys coming, lots of mercenaries uh, coming in to play football. I think uh, I think the stadium's half red. I think Nebraska comes out with a win and finishes off what they couldn't do in 2019. All right. Look at that. What do you got, BC? I'll challenge the Husker fans because I think Colorado is going to do a better job of keeping some Nebraska fans out than obviously the last time in the Frost era. But I I think there'll be like 15,000 Nebraska fans. That's my prediction. Um, I predict a Husker win. The game that comes to my mind to compare it to how it'll go is remember in the Callahan era, they played that game at Pittsburgh, which was a strange game. And there's like flooding and there was the like flood. boats that there was like million dollar boats that were, you know, going down the flood and, 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 and you know, running into bridges and stuff as this game was being played. Um, I think Nebraska will jump out um, to a similar sort of advantage like they had in that game, but then it'll be kind of ugly and they'll end up winning by like a touchdown. So that's, that's uh, gets them to one and one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really know exactly how this game will play out. I like Nebraska to to come out on top because of their depth, and I just don't. I don't know exactly what Colorado will look like early on with with fifteen players currently on their campus. So 
Uh, we'll we'll see on that one. But I've got Nebraska 2-0. You're both 1-1. One one. Game three, first home game of the Matt Rule era at home. Under, I think it's under the lights. Yeah, under the lights. Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois, who uh, I believe upset Scott Frost mm. in, you know, his first opportunity against them. How's it look? The Huskies, they won the they won the MAC a few years ago. Uh, we can we can probably go quickly through these next two, right? I mean, Northern Illinois yeah. and Louisiana Tech, led by Dakotas Crawford. I think those are both wins for Nebraska. I I put them down at wins. I'm at four and zero. Oh. You're at three and one. BC. Yeah, I'll I'll give them uh, two wins here. One of them will be a little more of a scrappy contest where it's uh, in danger in the fourth quarter, but they'll, they'll work through it and end up three and one in my book as they head to the next game, which is Michigan. Yeah. Nebraska, as I see it, will have a number next to their name. They'll be ranked yeah. ranked four at, at 19, home like against 19. Michigan. And I don't think it's going to go well at all. So I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say Michigan wins that one. Nebraska's four and one to me. Brunch, you thinking upset? No, I to go back to it, you're the Northern Illinois game you're thinking of was the Tanner Lee helmet helmet pass. That was that was the uh the death blow for the Riley era. Okay, so am I thinking of I always Troy. get Northern Illinois and Arkansas State confused. Troy. Is Arkansas State who beat Andrew Brunch in twenty eighteen? You're thinking of Troy. Troy. Gee, I can't. They're all the same. Yeah. This is bad. This, yeah, that no. tells you how many terrible games Nebraska's had, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the, the 21-17 loss um, was in 17. And yeah, Scott, Frost, just... Scott Frost's team actually handled Northern Illinois pretty well, 44-8. to eight. Okay. My apologies to Scott Frost and how they played Northern Illinois. Diedrich Mills, big game that day. You're, um, you're playing the averages, so you're fine. No, I, I don't think that uh, Nebraska beats Michigan. I think that's going to be – um, a very big test of Nebraska's defensive uh, front seven, and I don't, I don't know how uh, how up to the challenge they're going to be for that one. BC, yeah, I think Michigan's loaded up for Bear, so they're, they're going to be tough to beat. Um, Michigan by seventeen points, something like that. Um, Nebraska three and two. Here's a Big Ten West team. I have no idea what to do with, which is all of them, but especially. Illinois, that's who Nebraska would play after the Michigan game. Uh, Illinois on a Friday night, short week, Friday night in Champaign. I'm sure the atmosphere will be lit. What are you thinking, Brian? All right. Um, This one is a a true toss-up. I think Illinois is going to miss some pieces like Chase Brown um, that aren't there anymore. Um, So I will say, uh, I'll say Nebraska gets a road win here. Um, and it's similar to not, not the score that one other Friday night game is where Nebraska overcame like five turnovers to win 42, 38 during the frost era, but a similar, uh, margin of victory. It'll be like a three or four point win. Okay. Brunt four and two. I'll say, I'll say that Nebraska finds a way. Um, I don't like where it falls on the schedule. I don't like that. It's a night game. There's a lot to not like about this game. Um, I, I'll go with the fact that they find a way somehow, um, to, to come out with the win. It, it's Nebraska always kind of has done that at Illinois. I feel like, and this, this is where it, it's going to be one of those games where at the end of the season, you're going to look back and you're like, how, how did Nebraska win that game? 
uh, but they're going to very narrowly. And uh, I, I think uh, I'll say I'll say a six point win. I think uh, the way it falls in the schedule, short week coming off of having played what I assume is going to be a really physical game with Michigan. I don't love it. I think Brett Bielema just has Nebraska's number, regardless of who's coach at the moment. I'm going Illinois on this one. So 4-0 start to 4-2 and for me. Two-game losing streak. Nebraska heads into the bye week. Brunt's 4-2. and BC 4-2. and Schaefer 4-2. and We all end up in the same spot. We get there a little bit differently. All right. Bye week has now passed. Nebraska takes on Pat Fitzgerald for perhaps the last time. I don't know. Is he going to the pros? You think he's going to the NFL after this year? I don't know where he's going to go, but he can't keep winning one game a year. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Watch right. him try. Watch him try. If anyone could, he's got the best chance, but it's going to be a difficult thing. Uh, Northwestern, another team. This is going to be a common refrain because the Big Ten West is just a mess. Hard to really know what you're going to get there. Obviously, Nebraska lost in Ireland last year. Uh, kind of felt like at the time they gave that game away. You look at it later, it certainly seemed like they gave that game away. Uh, Michael Brunts, do they get back to their winning way? Well, I guess you had them beating Illinois. Do they sweep the state of Illinois? <laughs> yeah, they walk out of there with Lincoln's hat, which I believe wow. is what, what they play what, what they play for. Uh, I, yes, Pat Fitzgerald will greet um everybody that he normally does before the game in lincoln by name um will be feeling good and i think uh i think nebraska finally figures out how to not crap the bed against northwestern and gets it done so a little bit more 2021 a little less dublin for the for the huskers all right five and two says brunts bc i'm going to require some june leeway on this pick I believe Nebraska is going to win the game, but my pick for the purpose of this podcast is Northwestern. And here's why I'm, I'm doing this to show, like, I think this is the type of season where there's going to be that game where it's like, what the stink was that? You know, like where you, they, they just lose one where you're like, Oh man, I thought they had momentum, you know, and it's the stuff that happens in a first year. I don't know that this is that particular game, but I have them at four and two right now. Illinois, I was kind of, I don't know, kind of a gift in Nebraska, I think. So I'm going to say as an example of like, oh, they had that high moment where they won one where you weren't sure about, then they are supposed to keep going and they don't. I'll say they lose a game like this. So put them at four and three for me for right now. BC trying to make sure no Nebraska fan gets to feel too good at any point, even during a fictional yeah. podcast that we are doing right now. <laughs> love it. You love that kind of commitment. Uh, I'm going with Nebraska to win. I think they'll win this game in the same fashion that they won in 2021. Just an utter blowout. Coming off the bye week, just going to absolutely demolish whatever's left of Northwestern at that point. So uh, bookmark this on the podcast, and we'll revisit it when we do the hypecast for that game. All right. After that, they – Get, they stay at home. It feels like they're on the road all season, but they stay at home. Uh, they just had Northwestern, another home game against Purdue. How you guys feeling? Ryan Walters, he's making his debut as a head coach, but there is a, there's a little bit of Purdue talk about the defense and what's left over and, and all of that stuff. I don't know how they're going to score. I don't know what it looks like on offense, but will Purdue and its salty defense be an issue for Nebraska at the end of October? That this would be a game that I would kind of lean more towards what Brian said, where you just have one of those games where it's just like, 
doesn't look right, doesn't feel right. You kind of get the nervous murmurs in Memorial Stadium about hmm, 10 minutes into the second quarter when nothing's really looking good. The other team's just hanging around. Um, I So here's my problem is I know how I, I – kn- I know the number I need to get to at the end of the season. I'm just trying to figure out how, how I get there. So – I'm gonna. This is a total coin flip game. I think this. I think Nebraska gets it done. I don't think it's gonna be pretty by any means. I think. I think Nebraska's defense, the Tony White defense, actually is gonna match up okay with what Purdue is gonna try to do offensively. I think they're gonna chuck it. Chuck it around the yard a bit. So, I'll, I'll go Nebraska in a very narrow. Just, you know, hide the kids. Don't let them watch. Don't don't let them watch the game. Type win. All right, Brian. Um, I'm gonna take Purdue. Uh, I don't know exactly what um, Ryan Walters is gonna have there. This would be, of course, back-to-back losses in Memorial Stadium. But I, I, I think this could be. There's gonna be a point in the schedule where there's that that difficult road where, like, are they gonna make a bowl game type of situation? And I think this could be it, um, where you have to really push back um, and fight through the grind of the season. So I'll, I'll give them a loss here and put them at four and four. Uh, heading toward the stretch run. I have a loss here as well. Um, I just think Purdue's going to be the better team. Kind of with Brian, I don't know week to week if we're going to see the most consistent Nebraska effort in 2023. Uh, so I have them at a loss that puts it at five and three for me. I believe Brunson's is at five and three. And um, BC's at four and four. Brunson isn't sure he's got to do his math again. <laughs> it seems like Brunson has him at like seven and one to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's tough to say. I've, I've already got Nebraska booking tickets to Indy at this point. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, it's going to get ugly. Okay. It's it now on to the month of November. Four games left. Oh, Nebraska's going up to the woodshed. The scene of the most horrific special teams crime that we've mm. ever seen. That's not even true. You have so many to choose from when it's Nebraska, but this one was particularly bad. Uh, Mel Tucker needs a good season, and it's kind of a mess up there for Michigan State. Can Nebraska get it done on the road in the state of Michigan? We're going to go with BC this time. Yes, and to bring it back to the PGA PGA Live Talk last time we were up there was also USA was in the Ryder Cup. I remember we were watching it, Schaefer and I, at a sports bar before the game, and USA just cleaned their clocks. Um, I believe at Whistling Straits. But yeah. yes, um, Nebraska will, will win this game and uh, kind of uh, get past some of those demons from the last time. Brian Buscini will give us a storyline by having three pin jobs inside the five yard line, and Nebraska wins by seven points. Okay. Brunt, three three point Nebraska loss in an ugly game. The it's going to be cloudy. It's going to be mucky up there, um, and and for some some way somehow Michigan State's going to pull it out. Maybe a late turnover. Um, so I, I I think Nebraska does not find success in the woodshed. This is going to be a premium points game, and I think this is uh, Mel Tucker designs a defense that just befuddles. Jeff Sims, I, I like the Spartans here uh, to win this one. So that puts Nebraska at five and four for me. Uh, Brunts has it at what? Uh, we'll let Brunts figure it out. BC, I think, is now five and four. As I well. am five and four. And people yeah. are feeling good now again after that road win. All right. Maryland 
Mike Loxley and the Terps and Talia Tagovailoa and whoever else coming to Lincoln next weekend following that Michigan State game. I'll get this one out of the way. Matt Rule wins, solidifies a bowl burp for Nebraska. People react quite excitedly here in Lincoln. The Huskers, six wins for the first time since 2016. I didn't expect to work it this way when we started this, that Nebraska would struggle so much at home. But the way I'm playing it out, I'll give Maryland a win. Um, Maryland's one of those teams where you always wonder about in the trenches. I think they're getting better there. But their skill guys are always scary. And um, I'll give uh, Maryland a slight edge in a very entertaining game to put Nebraska at 5-5. Five and five. Brunt? Uh, I'll, I'll give Nebraska the win. Um, I, I think uh, Maryland's always got good individual players. I don't know that they're there yet up front. Um, so I'll, I'll go a narrow Nebraska win at home. And maybe dreams of a Florida Bowl game dancing in people's heads as they head into the final two. All right. Well, let's see what happens in these final two games. Nebraska goes back on the road again. And the Huskers have to travel to Madison where they will face a new look. Throwing it around the yard, Wisconsin Badgers under Luke Fickle. Wisconsin predicted by many to win the Big Ten West again. I'm baffled by it. What says you, BC? Nebraska is due to beat these guys, but um, I'm going to say not this year. It's one year away. Um, I think, again, it's going to be a theme of close games. I, I suspect Nebraska is going to have the material to be in all these games in the fourth quarter. Um, I've, I've heard good things about like how Wisconsin's been coming together through the spring, and so I'll, I'll kind of take that and run with it and say the Badgers are my favorite to win the West. Not by much, but they are my favorite, and I'll pick them to beat Nebraska here. Brunt? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Wisconsin. I think BC's right that Nebraska might be season away there. Um, I think it's probably asking a lot to go to Madison uh, and win a November road game right out of the shoots. So I, I will. Uh, I'll go with the loss there for Nebraska. This is one of our few sweeps besides those uh, two non-conference games in Michigan. So I've got Wisconsin as well winning this one. I don't really believe in the Badgers, but I just think it's too much to ask for Nebraska to go into to Camp Randall and win that game on the road in November without uh, a team that I feel super confident in their ability to just be able to run the ball. So that takes it to the last week of the season, Iowa, Nebraska, Black Friday, at home in Memorial Stadium. I think Nebraska is going to win two straight against Iowa, and Matt Rule finishes his first year seven and five. That's where I land. What do you got, Brian? Yeah, uh, CBS game, too. We get the music. They got a great time slot at the 11 a.m. Um, I think the the Huskers take care of business in this one. And uh, I'll say they it's one of those where Nebraska finally gets Iowa down on a day where Iowa just has thing, everything go wrong and Nebraska keeps its foot down and wins uh, comfortably to go six and six. And then they uh, set themselves up for the pinstripe bowl, which they'll win to finish seven and six. Oh, wow. So you've got them needing to win that game to get to the bowl game. Look at BC just throwing it out there. Just the sort of drama that we've experienced about a million times in the last five years. Yeah. Well, I w- go ahead, Browns. Yeah, I think I've got, in order to get to my seven number, um, I think this has to be a loss based on my predictions. I, <laughs> I, I got a little uh, – I was feeling a little froggy in that Illinois 
Northwestern Purdue stretch that that I might revisit when we get a little bit closer to the season. I this is a total coin flip game. I think Iowa's going to be better at quarterback this year. I don't know that I'm I'm buying the June like Iowa's going to you know be the huge surprise team out there, but. Um, to hit my number, I will go with a very, very narrow Iowa win in Memorial Stadium. Uh, I think that gets me to seven and five um, on the season. So that that's where I will uh, I'll go as of now. All right. So now that you have all made your predictions, we all have Nebraska making a bowl game. What bowl game are they going to play in? Six and six, seven and five. You're you're in Las Vegas bowl territory right there, I think. So um I'm hoping Las Vegas bowl versus some of the other options that are out there. So I'll go with uh I'll go Vegas bowl against a a somewhat surprising and upstart. Well, See now, now, now I'm getting into who's coming out of the Pac-12. Um, give not, give me Washington. They get Washington in the Vegas Bowl. Okay, I like it. Uh, BC, what do you got? All right, I'm going to switch gears. I said Pinstripe Bowl, um, but I'm going to say uh, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Oh come on! Is that what you were? What? I'm just stealing my bowl game over here. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think it's a it's a safe pick because it's uh it would be what a six and six, seven and five type team might get. And also um it's against the big twelve and you know how these things work. That they'll find somebody that they Nebraska sort of pairs with from the past that gives them that matchup. So are you gonna steal my uh, matchup too? Um I'm gonna say it's uh I'm gonna say it's Kansas. Okay. Right. <laughs> I also have guaranteed rate bowl. But I'm going to say it's Oklahoma State, and the mm. quarterback in that game is going to be Zane Flores. Oh, see, I didn't get it. I didn't. You were able to keep your thunder. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Matt Rule and Nebraska versus Zane Flores and Mike Gundy, guaranteed rate bowl 2023. You know you want mm. it. So that's how the season's going to go. Uh, you guys should still watch the games. We're still going to cover it. We're still going to act surprised. <laughs> but uh, we've, we've already broken it all down. Looks like it's going to be a, a solid year for Nebraska. Uh, anything you would like to add to this before we, we finally get to break? And then we have a very short segment coming up. You guys, you, that would be uh, two seasons in a row for Oklahoma State in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Mm, I didn't even look to see if they played in it last <laughs> It's a 9 15. Nine fifteen kickoff locally too. They're gonna yeah. get the holiday bowl treatment. Yeah, you're gonna or whatever it be, is that Nebraska uh, was get. Yeah, they got, they got Wisconsin in the uh, guaranteed rate bowl last season. Okay. Well, now I feel less certain on it, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I almost went with TCU from going to the national championship game, having to play in the guaranteed rate bowl the next year. I could see like, that. It felt like that's a that's a real possibility, but. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout here, and when we come back, we are going to hustle through very quickly Nebraska's big visit weekend and set a few things up for the rest of the week. All right, we will take that break right now. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're going to dive through this very, very fast. Nebraska had nine official visits over the weekend. All of them went well. We were able to catch up with pretty much everybody. Uh, Mario Buford will be making a announcement on Thursday. He is committing. He released a top seven. Uh, I know Nebraska's in it. I got to be honest. I didn't really look at the rest of it um, because to me, guys, when you're announcing a decision shortly after your official visit, and it's the only official visit you took, and you took that official visit on the first weekend, and it was in replace of another one that you had scheduled, it sure looks like Nebraska's got a pretty good shot for Mario Buford, defensive back. I know we've all heard about Mario Buford for several years now. Any initial thoughts on that announcement being made, BC? <clears throat> no, just, I mean you love what his his whole family what they're about like um I, I and i know uh their parents have been very instrumental in their success and and marquise is from the day he got here was a guy who was sort of a leader in this program and i've talked to mario once or twice and um some of those same sort of qualities sort of emerge even in a quick interview with him where you can tell he can he can fit in well so if, if he commits to nebraska I, I think he's a good guy from various fronts not only as a player but off the field Front. Yeah, I mean, it feels like Nebraska has been recruiting him for a decade. Um, you know, I just from an athleticism point of view, I mean, he's an elite athlete. Um, you know, he's another quality prospect in Texas that Nebraska's really made a priority. Um, and and you know, I you look at the other schools that were recruiting him to, or and that are recruiting him. I mean, they they've really had to. You know, Matt Rule's staff has really had to kind of get back into that conversation a little bit, I think, um, because, you know, anytime you have a coaching change, you kind of have to restart that relationship. And I think they've done a good job uh, this spring of getting down to see him. Um, Evan Cooper has really been uh, instrumental there as well. So, um, you know, I, th I think it's probably 
you know, a little bit affirming too for a coaching staff when you have a, a sibling on a staff or a sibling on a roster and, you know, the, 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 the younger sibling is still considering that school and, and, you know, really believes in, in maybe what that coaching staff selling. So, um, you know, we'll see what the decision is there, but certainly I think Nebraska is in a good spot based on everything they've done this spring to kind of get back in that conversation. All right. Uh, so there's eight other visitors. We're not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to have each of you pick one or two and we'll run through those individuals, how the visit weekend went. BC, who do you want to hear about? Uh, Ja'Cory Barney. Ja'Cory Barney, wide receiver from Miami Palmetto. Uh, Will Turboff caught up with him, and it sounds like this visit was everything that he and his mom really were hoping to see. I mean, I think that Nebraska has been high on the list uh, for the Barneys for a while. He's connected with Corey Collier and Dwight Boodle and Willis McGahee, and Nebraska's got other connections into, into the Miami area, including – you know, Coach Cooper and, and everything else. So I thought that uh, it was pretty telling that one of the quotes in there from Will Story was about how his mom really needed to see it. And she left amazed by Nebraska and obviously feels more comfortable now about the idea of her son potentially going far away. I thought it was great that Daniel Kalen was able to take it over to visit with him. Uh, that's going to be his that's going to be his cornerback uh, if you were to pick Nebraska. And so and then, you know, I think we're seeing. Garrett McGuire, I think, does a pretty good job with wide receivers when he gets a chance to see them in person. You know, I've heard good things uh, from about every receiver that's come through this spring already. And so, I, no surprise there. Another great visit, Ja'Cory Barney. He's still got trips left, though. I mean, Illinois and Texas A&M. Uh, but I think Nebraska's really set a high bar. And I think it's going to be tough for anybody else to, to potentially, um, you know, supersede that. But we'll see. It's recruiting for a reason. Bruns, who do you got? Yeah, uh, I know you caught up with Joseph Anderson um, and his dad, uh, longtime NFL player. What, where do things stand with him? Because I think he's maybe kind of an under the radar guy for the from the weekend that kind of has the toolsy type things that Nebraska looks for. Yeah, I, he's sort of. I'm I'm kind of amazed. It's as quiet as it is for him. I mean, he's got about everything that you look for in your edge players with that kind of height and size combination. He hasn't played as much organized football, but he's a tremendous athlete, a triple jump champion. Uh, you know, he's just an explosive guy off the edge. And then he comes from a family of football players. His dad played in the NFL. They had a really good visit. They liked Matt Rule a lot. His dad, I think, was super impressed by just, um, you know, how personable everybody was and how, uh, you know, personable, they made the visit. I mean, it wasn't like it was a cattle call. It wasn't like it was, you know, you just got everyone's got name tags and they don't know who you are. So I, I think they like that a lot. Kansas and Iowa uh, are involved here, but I think Nebraska is in a better spot than each of those schools, just based on what I've been hearing. The one school to watch out for, Missouri, if they decide to come through with an offer, that could flip things pretty quickly for him to be able to stay close to home. Obviously, St. Louis the Bermuda Triangle of recruiting for Nebraska. But uh, I think the Joseph Anderson visit went pretty well. I mean, he really – he liked the players. He liked the staff. I know his dad seems super comfortable with the idea of Nebraska. And so I think it's just a matter of trying to, to skate by some of these other visits and seeing what Missouri does and keeping the pressure on too. They don't have a lot of edge guys like this uh, that it feels like they're in a good spot for. So I think that's why, why he's so valuable in my mind. Um, you guys got one more? Tell me about uh, William Speedy Nettles. 
Yeah, William Nettles is a defensive back from Dallas Christian School. He had a better year as a wide receiver, but he told me that he largely only plays wide receiver. So it kind of helps him, you know, know what's going on as a defensive back. Like he uses it as a research opportunity. And then he said it also helps him if he does come up with interceptions. He's got the ability to, to run and move and do everything after the catch because he does that all the time as a receiver. He's a pretty interesting guy. Uh, his schools are really interesting. It's Nebraska, it's SMU, and it's Purdue. I can't think of that being anyone's kind of top three or really, um, you know, kind of a unique subset there. But SMU is the home school. And Purdue is kind of the one to watch here. They've been recruiting him for three years now. Same defensive backs coach. Obviously, Ryan Walters helped put several guys from Illinois into the NFL here in the last couple of years. And then you've got this coach who I think his name is Sam Charles. I might have that wrong. Uh, but he's been recruiting for three seasons. So it's a lot. I, I, Nebraska, I think, did a great job. He felt very comfortable uh, with the coaching staff. He said that he loves hearing from them all the time. He's been up here several times. He thinks the facilities are going to be amazing. I just have this feeling. It's just this gut feeling that Nebraska's trailing somehow. And I could be completely misreading the situation, but I think there's still some work to do uh, for them to, to land William Nettles. Obviously, other visitors that were here, Peyton Morgan, uh, Deontay Carter, I mean, or Dante Carter, both of those guys, uh, you know, seem like they could be making commitments together. So it feels like it's a very Nebraska, Texas tech thing. Um, Carlone Jones, I think Nebraska is in a great spot for, but the TCU visit that he has this upcoming weekend, uh, could be concerning Caleb Pyfram, good visit there, but he's going to Clemson. He's going to try to earn an offer. Uh, anybody else that I'm missing from the weekend? Amari Sanders. Amari Sanders. Amari Sanders. Yeah, Amari Sanders. He was really interesting because I didn't know a lot about him. I think this is someone that the staff thinks is going to really blow up if he gets to play a senior year uncommitted. And so I think they're pushing really, really hard. Florida and Florida State have now gotten involved down in the Sunshine State. Uh, but Matt Rule, I think, was a real difference maker this weekend. I've never had a, a kid tell me that they were blessed to go on a visit and blessed to meet a head coach. And it, it really leaves them thinking. But Amari Sanders is one. And and I think Matt Rule and, and Evan Cooper have done a really nice job there. And, of course, he's coming from Miami, and there's still those connections as well. So Amari Sanders, someone to keep an eye on. He's still got visits to Florida, Florida State, Duke. Uh, he said he wants to see Illinois, West Virginia. It seems like he's a long way off in this process. But Nebraska's going to stay on him. Uh, he's, I think, a really sort of interesting guy uh, to, to kind of note. Does not look like there's going to be an official visitor this weekend. Nebraska's doing a lot of camps out of the state, and then they're going to come back with their camp series over the weekend. And then it looks like Father's Day weekend or the weekend after, a lot more visitors to come. And then some midweek visitors next week as well. So plenty happening with recruiting. All that, all that coverage, everything you can find, everything you need can be found at Husker247.com. We'll have plenty on the camp, plenty on the offers. Nebraska made another in-state offer last night. Uh, BC, real quickly, you want to tell us about Michael Burt? Yeah, Michael Burt, Omaha Creighton Prep, uh, camped at Iowa on Sunday, and he went into that thinking, if I do what I think I'm capable of, I'm going to get an offer. And that triggers stuff because Iowa's uh, ability with tight end recruiting and developing is, of course, respected. And so he gets the Iowa offer. He was on, on an unofficial to Minnesota. Minnesota offers, Nebraska offers, Illinois offers, four Big Ten offers in like five hours. Pretty cool situation. Iowa could be tough here. Um, I mean, uh, early on, you just kind of read the tea leaves. He's going back there for an official this upcoming weekend. That's all that's on his calendar for now. 
Um, and obviously Nebraska's got a lot of things in the air with different tight ends across the state. So that, that one um, probably has different angles to it, but, but it seems like Iowa did a really good job over the weekend. And uh, he talked really, uh, I would say uh, of his quotes, uh, that one stuck out when he talked about his experience there. Yep, absolutely. All right, gentlemen. Uh, nice to see we predicted Nebraska's season. Uh, we'll see, you know, how our predictions hold up when the actual season starts. But I think we did a great job. Uh, so congratulations to you. We will uh, we'll attempt to get back together later this week for another podcast. And uh, be sure to check out everything we got going on at Husker 24-7. Great deal if you're not a VIP member. Brunts, tell the people what they could get or, how, you know, the discount they could get right now with the deal we got going on at Husker 24-7. Yeah, for a limited time, 60% off an annual subscription you get your coverage locked in for the year at a great rate um of course after uh, the promotional rates done you get access to a complimentary paramount plus subscription with the uh husker 24 7 subscription as well so uh hop on that now limited time and uh a, a, a good deal with a very busy june ahead all right that's everything we got for you today with husker 24 7 we'll be back Later this week with some more Husker 24-7 podcast content. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.